August may be National Breastfeeding Month, but we want to take the opportunity to recognize all types of feeding because how you feed your baby isn't nearly as important as the person doing the feeding. Whoever said babies and toddlers don't come with an instruction manual never met the Moms on Call. They have helped over half a million families navigate parenthood with their best-selling books, online courses, apps, and network of certified consultants. And now they're sharing their experiences as nurses, business owners, and moms with you, completely unfiltered. Welcome to the Moms on Call podcast with Jennifer Walker and Laura Hunter. Today, we have the opportunity to talk to Laura Modi of Bobby, and we are thrilled to have this opportunity. We are very excited to get into some of the resources and some of the groundwork that you have done that has been so impressive to us after we've had a chance to develop this relationship. So glad to be here with you guys. Tell us a little bit um, just about Bobby and how did that come about, Laura? I obviously didn't grow up dreaming of starting a powdered milk company. It wasn't something I ever saw myself doing. I actually come from the world of tech. Uh, Previous to this, I was at Airbnb, uh, disrupting another archaic industry. But while I was a working woman, I became a mom for the first time. And I became a mom for the first time in a world where I loved my career in a society that had a lot of expectations on women today. And one of those expectations and society pressures that I had going into motherhood was the expectation that I would be exclusively breastfeeding my daughter. And, you know, at the time, I don't think I thought twice about another option. I just expected as a healthy woman whose goals were always met in every other way and I always worked towards them, that if I wanted to do this, no doubt I will be able to do this. And, you know, you also go in with the expectations that if my grandmother could do it with 13 children, if my mom could do it with five children, well then, by darn, I'll be able to do it with one. And I couldn't. I went into breastfeeding with such high hopes and I found myself five days into feeding her with what I believe is a very, very common infection, mastitis. We've all either heard of it once you've become a mom, you've heard of it through someone else or you've had it yourself. And it led me to the middle aisle of a pharmacy where I was choosing to feed my daughter with an alternative to what is considered liquid gold. And I was massively disappointed with where I found myself standing. When you say the word mastitis, I think every woman who's ever had it kind of grabs their own chest for a second, like, oh, yes, I know exactly what that feels like. And um, and I think you described so beautifully a very common situation that so many moms find themselves in. And, you know, we were thrilled when... Kim, who is a mom's on call mom, and and now your marketing person who is just, I mean, just her heart for helping Mm. others and getting the information out there to so many. 
is just incredible to be a part of. But she was a mom's on call mom. And when she got out there with you guys and realized what you were doing, she was so excited because she knew Jennifer and I's heart which is to meet families right where they are. And, you know, you talk about standing in that pharmacy aisle. Well, I have five children and I often say I've done a little bit of everything, you know. So the first was nursed exclusively and it was awesome and fantastic. And then we had, you know, Allison. Uh, She was, it was great. I was working at a pediatrician's office and I could nurse her, you know, throughout the day. It was, it was good. I probably lasted till about six months with her. But then I got pregnant with twins. What? It never crossed my mind that it wouldn't work exactly the same way. And had these twins, and they were born at 31 weeks, give or take a little bit, and quickly realized, oh, wait a second, you know, I'm not going to be able to pump and raise two other kids. And, you know, and, and, and I did. For a while, I would nurse or attempt to nurse then do a bottle, right? Because they were barely eating. So I probably nursed and did that whole combo feeding thing for about eight weeks um, before I threw in the towel uh, with them. But then... (laughs) But then, little handsome. (laughs) But then, little handsome. He is... um, My husband had a vasectomy when the twins were a couple months old. And 10 months later, I found myself pregnant with Little Handsome. And so when he was born, he was born six weeks early. And I thought, oh my gosh, there's no way that I'm going to teach this little boy how to breastfeed with twin 18-month-old boys at home. And I can remember Laura laying in that bed and feeling like a failure. Oh, Laura. It never gets easier. It never gets easier. And that's that is so true. And and so I found myself he was he went straight to formula, never had a drop of breast milk. And and the truth of the matter is, I think that's when I really realized, wait, wait, wait. The way I love my kids is not determined how I fed my children. And I think everybody has their own story. And that's what's so beautiful. And that's what you've so beautifully curated. Yes. Um, and Laura, your story that you were telling where you said, you know, I presumed that I was just going to do this like I did everything else. I plowed through it. I figured it out. I had the gumption and the drive. And there's so many times I've had a crying mom, um, you know, that I get to hug and speak to and say, you know what, your will does not determine your success. What you have done with Moms on Call to give the education to support new mothers entering this vulnerable, exhausting space is truly phenomenal. And I mean, I, I've, I've known you guys now for, for the last year, but to hear you repeat your feeding journey and say that out loud to everyone, it is the storytelling that you sharing that story is changing the mental health, the physical health of the next mom who's listening to this. It is truly fabulous. That's, you know, really what drew us to Bobby. And just this whole modern feeding 
kind of journey because everybody's story yeah. is so different. You know, we we know that people start off and they're all gung-ho and this is going to be great. And, and then it kind of drops off, right, as we get closer yeah. to kind of that six-month mark. Or maybe they don't even begin that breastfeeding totally. journey and they go straight to bottle feeding and for what, for a numerous uh, mm-hmm. amount of reasons. But one of the things that, that we, Jennifer and I, we don't, we don't partner with people lightly, right? I mean, we just dove in and really got connected with you guys because of how you were changing that conversation. Talk to us a little bit about the the Bobby campaign on really changing the conversation around feeding. You know, number one thing here is we say we're mission first and everything we do is mission first. And, you know, my, my investors may kill me for saying this, but if we never sell one product, but we happen to change the way people think about feeding, we change the conversation on how we approach feeding and the expectations on it, then I think we've done our job. So, Every dollar we put into being able to get that mission out there is ultimately on the path of changing the conversation. So kind of backing up into like, what is the issue at hand? Like, what's the problem with how we're talking about it today? Well, it starts with the fact that modern parenting has drastically changed. So let's kind of rewind back even to like the 90s. Since the 90s, we have seen surrogacies and adoption double. Almost 200,000 same-sex couples are now raising babies. And millennials are the largest generation in the workforce having babies. The modern parent looks very different. But what we haven't done is caught up on how we are talking about how those modern parents are parenting. And one of those things is feeding. So all of that comes with exclusively breastfeeding your child. It's not just that people don't want to or they shouldn't. It's that there is a lot of challenges with it. And we have to acknowledge that. So it starts with a very simple change in a question. And our campaign was about highlighting the most common question that parents are asked today, which is, how is breastfeeding going? I mean, even when I say that out loud, my heart pangs because I was asked that question all the time by a pediatrician, by a close friend, by my mother-in-law, all with beautiful intentions. But I sat there feeling guilty hearing that question. How is breastfeeding going? Because I wasn't. I wasn't breastfeeding. And the assumption that I was, was where the guilt-ridden judgment, and it was all internal, just hit me like a ton of bricks. So That voice on the inside, right, Laura? That voice that's telling you, oh no, the person opposite you assumes that you are breastfeeding and you are not. So in turn, you feel like you're doing second best for your child and the guilt, I mean, there's nothing worse. You feel like you're giving your child second best food. That is a horrible feeling. No parent, new or not, should ever go through that level of guilt. So it's as simple 
as changing the question. You can't evolve a conversation unless you start with a different question. I mean, that's ultimately what it takes. So we are on a mission to get people, pediatricians, friends, co-workers, to instead ask, how is breastfeeding going? You instead ask, how is feeding going? I love that. And just changing that one sentence would take off so much of the guilt if a, if a parent wasn't breastfeeding or if they were, it doesn't, it doesn't change that. A shout out to millennial parents. You know, they um, often get the short end of the stick, but I will tell you one of the things that they are really great at, we see this um, parent emerging that is more confident to be able to say and make the decision a and B then communicate that decision with more confidence. And I think that the foundation that we're building is allowing that next generation to be more free to talk about those things and to own their decisions and to really discuss what that gives you the opportunity to do is to discuss the really valuable, important, and amazing parts of what parenting really means and allowing other people, you know, that same freedom. How is feeding going? Well, I'll tell you, this is what I chose. So a lot of those great millennial parents, I will, I'm going to give them the shout out. They are taking uh, ownership of their decisions and Bobby's making that easier. Here, here. Laura, when we talk about Bobby mm-hmm. in general, and yes, we know that, that you're a formula company, but we always go back to what your mission is, and that's changing the, the conversation around that because we want to celebrate the breastfeeding journey just as much, right? It's not an either or. It's not one's better than the other. It is, oh my gosh, you're breastfeeding, and this is fantastic because yeah. you know what? Breastfeeding is hard. It is hard. And and I think so many times people don't want to recognize that because it's almost like an either or. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, my God, this topic. I mean, absolutely. I'll first start by stating, so after my first child, I went on, I had two more. The next kid breastfed beautifully. And I loved it. And it was a beautiful experience. And my third child, well, I had two toddlers and it was in the middle of the pandemic and I had a formula. <laughs> my journey went in every which way direction. My goals constantly changed. But this topic, it, it's, it's very personal, as I mentioned at the top of this, because my journey was personal too. The only thing harder than feeding your child's formula is starting a formula company because there is inherent and immediate judgment that as a formula company, you probably don't support breastfeeding or you're trying to put formula ahead of breastfeeding. That is another major difference to what Bobby is putting out there. Not only do we believe that breastfeeding and breast milk is personal and dynamic in a way that nothing else ever will be, And just because it is doesn't mean we shouldn't have another alternative that we are very proud of. You hit the nail on the head. There is a narrative out there that it's either one or the other, and it's hard to 
to do both. The reality is most parents, over 70% of parents supplement. They do both. So it's not just something that we do. I actually think it's a responsibility of brands and companies today in this space to be radically centrist, to be centrist because most parents are doing both and it should never be one or the other. So yeah, you're, I mean, you guys have seen it already. We put out a lot of messages and storytelling that speak to the supplementing parent that support the education and the funding of breastfeeding because there is a lot of work. I mean, we all know this. There's a lot of work to make sure the awareness of breastfeeding is out there and the education and support is increasing too. And I think that's a huge piece of what you guys are doing. Fantastic. Uh, We have some great great stories that I think just shows a variety of situations that any of us may or may not have found ourselves in, but it's such a variety. So I'm going to let you kind of tee us up, Laura, and, and get us diving into some of these topics. I am so excited to share the four beautiful inspiring, diverse parents who, in my mind, are activists, change makers, and dare I say, even rule breakers for being able to support the next generation of parents. Um, Let me intro the first uh, fabulous mother, Kelly. Kelly Stafford, I mean, truly exceptional, and amazing woman. Many of you may know her. She has had four kids under four. Deep breath on that. Four kids under four. I feel my mind is already blown. While she had those children, she was also diagnosed with a brain tumor. When she had her fourth baby, she made the decision to go straight to formula. She was already struggling with much of her journeys before this. And she beautifully and very confidently comes forward and talks about how her mental health, her presence for both her other children, her husband, Her family and her own health was important for her, and she made that decision to go straight to formula. 19, I think I realized that being present with my children because of the scare that I wouldn't be is what's most important. I then turned to formula, and it was, at that point, life-changing. I was nicer to my husband. I was just a better mom in general because I had energy. I had the time for all four of my kids, not just one. Your body was made for this. I'm disgusted you wouldn't even try to breastfeed. Don't have a baby if you can't feed it. (laughs) Baby should always come before mom. You're so selfish. Um, My babies are always first, but my mental health is also something too. If you're struggling, you're not alone. And if you decide that feeding your baby not through your breast is what's right for you, it's okay. What you just heard was Kelly reading out messages and comments that she received for making that choice. That is heartbreaking to hear those words. You know, you can have information and you can, you know, certainly um, be able to search the internet for information. But I think one of the things that this story opens your eyes to is it's not just about what you know, 
It's about what you feel and what you feel is important and how you make other people feel is important. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I think that's just, um, that's really a valuable thing to put that out there. Some of the words that have been spoken over valiant and hurting moms. We've all felt the sting of those words and, you know, that tell us, and we do, we live in a world right now where it's difficult to kind of block out the voices that are telling us what we're doing, whether, you know, yeah, it's fun when they're all praising us, right? Um, Mm. But when those negative comments just start to kind of come across, it hurts. And for Kelly, you know, what an incredible woman to be able to stand up and say, hey, no, my babies, my babies will always come first. But my mental health is going to be a huge piece of that. And she knew and she was confident in that, even if the ground seemed to shake a little bit underneath mm. her. And Laura and I have always said this. Nobody gets to tell you that you're doing this wrong. No, never. They really don't. And you just internalize it and you keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know, we say this a lot, though. The, world, the word judgment comes up a lot. And, you know, the majority of it, it's internal, but it's internal because how we frame things, what is said, and we have to realize the power of words, the power of assumptions. It is extremely unhealthy and massively irresponsible for us to not realize the power of our words. Okay, let me introduce Hannah. Hannah is a fabulous mother who had her first baby, like many, during the pandemic. She set herself a goal to exclusively breastfeed for six months. You all know those goals, those like, this is the goal that I want to get to. And sometimes those goals are set even before you have a baby. Now expectations are very high without even realizing how the journey is going to turn out. Well, Her baby, her baby boy, Preston, had other plans and she had to come to terms with the guilt um, for personally not being able to hit her goal. I mean, it's a bit of like a double-edged sword because when you do share so much with people, then they expect that you're going to share all of it, the good, the bad. I hope that this story will also help other moms like not feel guilty about having to turn to formula because there's a thousand and one reasons why it might not have worked for you and that's okay. Oh, a thousand and one reasons. I mean, we only touched on what a handful of them on this call and she's right. Everyone is personal and it's very hard to say that it's one size fits all. Just in our own house, right? I mean, we you know, we can have a thousand and one reasons right here in our own families, much less the reasons when you start kind of coming together and talking about that. And that's what's so awesome about this campaign. I like it. I like the combined effort to normalize your story. Everybody has something different. Every child is different. Every season is different. And every parent is different. And sometimes you're even finding yourself 
um, you know, in a place that you never intended um, and to have a safe place to share that story and share that journey, that that's powerful. I love that, Jennifer. Normalize your journey. That is a really, really powerful way to put it. It's not about normalizing the product or ultimately what you are giving. It's normalizing the process. That is beautifully said. Let me intro our third activist that we pulled into this, Leslie Ann Murphy. Well, many of you may know her from, uh, she was on The Bachelor. She's now a travel journalist and a new mom to beautiful girl, Nora. Leslie also had a double mastectomy and she was, she is a provider. She decided to have her breasts removed at 29 years of age. And imagine being 29 years of age. You have not yet had kids. You are wondering if you should be making the decision for your own health and preemptively deciding, is this the right move to make? But also knowing there's going to be trade-offs. One of those very obvious trade-offs are you will not be able to breastfeed. And for anyone who's coming into motherhood, it's one of those dreams that you are going to be cradled up with your newborn and it's going to be the most beautiful eye-opening. The skies are going to open up because there's nothing more glamorous than being able to do this. <laughs> I mean, you know, all of those visuals that you have that it's so easy and beautiful. I hear the hallelujah chorus as you describe it. <laughs> of course, it's true. Yeah. It's so true. Oh, the movies <sighs> have ruined us. Well, you know, for Leslie, she had a vision of what it was going to be like, but she she put her health, and it's not just her health, she put her life, her life with her future kids first. I don't know how we got here, to be honest, to where we feel that we can judge somebody based on something as so intimate as a feeding journey. I can't wait until the day that I, I kind of explain all this to her and tell her that I ultimately made this decision because she now has a mom who is gonna be around for as long as possible. Yeah. I shiver every time I hear her say those words and it's it hits home. I mean, it hits home the hardest to realize that you can't make assumptions. You're looking at a new in always healthy mom who has breasts and you have no idea if she had surgery and she is just unable to breastfeed her child, she can't produce milk, you know, and that, that isn't an obvious thing for many people. Right. One group of people, it's not obvious for, and my God, when I think of the industry that we want to change, this one hits us really hard too, which is, did you know that the insurance policy for mastectomy moms will cover them getting a breast pump, but it will not cover them being able to buy formula to feed their baby. Wow. We have a long journey ahead to make sure that we are also creating a better system for parents. And I think that we do have to, to realize that that whole group there's whole groups that are completely left out of the conversation. And that's why this is so important. Okay. I'm going to introduce the fourth um, voice 
an activist as part of this campaign, Monsieur Tan France, who many of you know from uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. He is um, a well-known face and also has been pushing change on many different fronts. Tan became a father for the first time, actually the week that we launched the campaign, and he speaks to his journey um, really with his surrogate and what it meant to be able to be, in today's world, same-sex, gay couple, having a baby in a world where he didn't even think he could have a child, and now he's being faced with the pressure on how he feeds that baby. This is Tan. My mom had five children. She had two jobs. She couldn't possibly breastfeed me. My husband was a formula baby. We're not getting donor milk. My surrogate isn't able to pump. So we plan to feed our baby via formula because it is what makes sense for our life. And congratulations on that baby and, and that experience. Um, I do remember watching um, my husband feed my baby with a bottle for the very first time, watching him experience the beauty and connection of feeding our children. And you just, you, it's such a tender, tender moment. And you want everybody to be able to experience that. You want to see the people that you love experience that. The, it's not, you know, necessarily how you feed. It's the heart that sometimes that holds the bottle that creates the bond um, and the heart that feeds that baby that creates the bond. Beautifully said. It absolutely is. The, the myth that, you know, there's only one way to bond with your baby as you feed them is, is something we need to shake. There's many different ways. And bottom line is, is that there is no one size fits all. Um, and I really do love, I love what you said earlier, Jennifer, we need to normalize the journey. And that's exactly it. Sometimes it's the father, it's your support system. It's, it's other folks around you who are going to be helping nourish that baby. Thank you for listening to the Moms on Call podcast. Please visit MomsOnCall.com for more resources to help you parent with confidence and thrive, not just survive this amazing parenting journey. We are so appreciative of Bobby for sponsoring this episode and for Laura Modi of Bobby for this fantastic conversation about something that every single new mom deals with. And in our opinion, could never be talked about enough. Not only moms, but all kinds of caregivers are feeding babies all over the world. And the team at Bobby is making it easier. They've done a lot of work to help new parents understand all types of feeding options. So if you'd like to learn more about Bobby and their message, you can go to milkdrunk.com, that's milk-drunk.com, and howisfeedinggoing.com. They are really, really changing the way that we see and celebrate the unique feeding stories of all kinds of people. 